Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. All right, Adam, let's have a deep, deep discussion. No, no, we're talking about video games. Let's just have it. Let's just chat for a bit. All right. Uh, this is another one of our discussion episodes. We're actually doing two of them in a row here. Uh, we did one before on what makes a good game. So I thought, you know, every so often just to sort of break things up, we'll toss these out. So the subject is games we miss. And these are games that for whatever reason, we're not playing anymore, but we miss them. And it could be for any one of a number of reasons. I picked four games that I really miss and for various reasons. And you picked a bunch that you miss for various reasons. And we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive deep into our psyches and explain why we miss these things. And if we cry and, and have to hug and, and now we're doing this over Skype. This is COVID uh, times, man. OK, we'll hug virtually. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> So let's just jump right in. The first right. game that I miss is World of Warcraft. And you'll notice this is a game I could download today. Yeah. Now, you know that I played World of Warcraft for the first seven years solid. Yes, you did. I played the hell out of this game. I have a fingerprint of my character. <laughs> I have a hoodie with my guild logo on it. I was the only do one in the still? guild, but that's... I, I do. Oh, I was the only awesome. one in the guild. <laughs> that's not true there was a five of us at one point and then, then a bunch of them left and then stopped playing and screw it I, my, my character's still in that guild he's the only member but whatever so I played World of Warcraft right up until Cataclysm and that's kind of okay. when I finally gave up and I adored this game like this game was I mean you know you knew you met me when I was deep into this game yeah. and this game was like a part time job for me it was like 20 hours a week and compared to some of the people who play these games obviously that's nothing yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. There are people who play. I knew someone who played 100 hours a week, which is a little terrifying. But actually, that's the reason why I stopped. It felt it started to feel like a job. I didn't want to do anything in the game. So I jump online and, you know, do my alchemy stuff and then sell it on, you know, and I was an engineer as well. So I could build, you know, the stuff I needed, the materials I needed, and then buy the rest. And I would make healing potions and I'd sell them on the auction house and I'd make a ton of money. And then I go back and buy more and again and again. And I realized it wasn't a game anymore. It was a job. So I sort of left. And then I came back a few years later and I wasn't right. the same game anymore, like at all. Oh, yeah. Um, no, you know, craft today is very different than it was, yeah. you know, <laughs> to give you an day. idea of how different it was. I, uh, my character and I'm one of these guys. I only ever had one character. Like I had a bunch of vaults that never went anywhere. Right. But this is I played one character, played him very weirdly. It took me six months to get him to level 60, which is at the time the gap. Uh, apparently it is again, but whatever. So I loaded up the game and I couldn't figure out why I could not equip my bow and my staff at this, my, my pole arm at the same time. Right. Because they had eliminated the minimum ra minimum range for the bow and now you could only have one weapon. And, you know, back in my day, like I played classic WoW when it was expensive to be a hunter because you had to feed your pet and you had to buy arrows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, like buying my mount was wicked expensive and all those sorts of things. <laughs> And essentially what happened over time is the game, 
you know, it got very much better, but it changed to the point where it wasn't the game I remember. And then it became a job and I just sort of left. And I missed that original game. And I know I can go on. There's WoW Classic. Yes. There are servers. There's so much demand. The fact that people were creating, you know, pirate servers, maybe gave them the hint, let's do this and make money. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thing. But what I found is that I, st you know, it's been out over a year. I still haven't gone back. I think it is that I've grown beyond it. That's fair. The game moved, you know, in my notes, it says, wow, moved on without me. But that's mm. only half true. What it was is we kept moving forward, but I went left and it went right. Right. And despite the fact that I could turn around and go back to that crossroads where we still played, I'm not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I miss that game, even though I know I'll never play it again. I'll never invest the kind of money and time, mostly time, into a, an MMO of any kind. Because it's just not me anymore. Right. I'm not in my early 30s. I, I mean, it's not like I'm an old man and I've got responsibilities. I have more time now than I ever did, but I just like the game doesn't meet me where I need it to anymore. Even though I can replicate that experience, I'm not that I can't make 32 year old me enjoy, you know, 2004. Wow. Or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. That's, that's a tough one. It really, really is. Cause like, it's just, you're not the same person. You don't live the same life and mm -hmm. the game changed but not in the same way that you did as a person yeah yeah i also found that i didn't care about the 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 lore as it played out i was interested in the history of this place i was right. very much an explorer so for me it was exciting to go to northrend because i remember northrend from warcraft 3 sure and it was neat to see these places that and they were gorgeous uh, it was cool to see the, you know, the the throne where Arthas sat and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it was neat to get inside Karazhan. That was always, you know, I'd always waited for that. I remember exploring it when there was nothing there. I can't ever do that again. I can't ever experience that for the first time. Yeah. And so it it's always going to lack the the newness and the excitement that it did those you know, 15 years ago or whatever. But I know people who've been playing this game since it came out and are still playing it at just as hardcore. Yep. And good for them. Maybe it's not that I miss the game. I miss me and the game, and I miss the time, and I miss what it all was together. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you've ever encountered a game like that. Absolutely, absolutely, I have. Such for as. me, for me, that might that might be epitomized by Final Fantasy VII. So yeah. when when Final Fantasy VII it it wound up seeing a PC port, which was mm -hmm. it was crummy. That's but, how I played it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was living uh, in a different city at the time. I was much younger, and it was me and my best friend, Miles. And I would go, and I, I basically lived half my life over at his house, and we would sit together and play Final Fantasy VII. And there's a very specific scene in that game where after you just go and threaten to crush a mafia boss's testicles, you're dropped into a sewer, and... I, I could very distinctly remember the taste of cream soda and homemade beef jerky because that was exactly <laughs> what we were snacking on at that point in time. And we spent so much damn time on this one specific boss fight. But there there will never be a point in time again where I can experience that for the first time. I will never again be able to fly the airship around in that world and try and hunt down chocobos to breed them to get a gold chocobo to <laughs> run him off to the middle of nowhere to find the knights of the round summon materia um oh, 
and and I'll never have that experience again of living in a world where I can't just go online and find a guide for it. Yeah. Because I'm sure that there were uh, facts floating around for Final Fantasy VII at the time, but oh, yeah. we didn't know that. I had no idea that you could just go online and look up a guide for this thing. I knew that there were like prima official strategy guides yeah. for games, but that so all that was was the passing of like you know words of school like oh did you did you know that in final fantasy 7 you can go to go do this thing and if you do this then you'll find that and you, you can kill the the ruby weapon uh that's sitting outside of uh a, a gold saucer it just it's just this wild experience and as a kid it was so much bigger because it was this jrpg that was absolutely massive and it wasn't a game that you sat down and you played through and beat in like you know 15 20 hours this was like 70 80 hours yeah. that you'd spend in this endless. game just it was yeah it was endless you just trying to figure it out um and it was cryptic and there was lots of times where you just go oh i haven't played this this week i don't remember what i was doing guess i'll just wander around till i bumble into something yeah yeah, you know, it's interesting is it sounds a lot like what it was with me with World of Warcraft, which is that mm -hmm. it just it was a, this game that was endless. It was mm -hmm. a game you had you sort of lived in. Yeah. And you know, you had to keep track of everything. I mean, our you know, WoW was different because it was a living world. They kept changing it and upgrading it. And there was always a new patch and everyone read through the patch notes like a fine-tooth comb. And it was just sort of that expansive world and there comes a point where I guess you just can't you can't go back there, you can't experience it again for the first time. No. Um I mean, you can go get you know, Final Fantasy VII again. I mean, that game, there's, an obs there's a weird obsession with that game and remakes and sequels, and it's almost a little weird. I sort of ran dry on that game when, when the dialogue came out. That is Sephiroth. No one has ever <laughs> seen him bleed or cry. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one yeah. has ever seen him bleed or cry. Maybe in Japanese, that, that has a more culturally significant uh, impact, but it just sounded so stupid. Oh, um, dude, that that game was angsty before angst was angsty. Oh, yeah. Like it, oh, it was yeah. just it was this prototype. But that that was the thing is like for millennials, that game came out at the right time for a lot of people. That was our first introduction to Final Fantasy because yeah. we, before that there was like one, two, and six that it came out in North America. Yeah. And unless Those you had a game, games, yeah. yeah. And unless you had a Game Boy Advance, you missed out on six. And unless you had an NES, you missed out on one and two. Yeah. So a lot of us got hit with Final Fantasy VII just at that right time when we could absorb that like preteen angst and yeah. darkness and think that Cloud was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, you know, he's got a big sword. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting that games uh, you know of the four games I'm going to talk about, three of them I could play right now. And same with mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII. You can go play that. You yeah. can play it in its original form. You can play it in the remastered. You can play this bizarre-ass sort of weird remake that they're making in multiple parts that's all expanded. I mean, there's any number of ways to experience Final Fantasy VII, including this weird uh, direct-to-video sequel called Advent Children, I think it was called. Yeah. That I watched and went, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Over you the know, top. There, there's so much of this crazy shit. But it's never going to be what it was when you were a kid. No, no, you can't experience that again for the first time. And I think that that's really what this what this discussion is going to come back to is yeah. what I miss about something. I miss playing it for the first time and yeah. being blown away by it. Yeah. So the second game and the one that stands out as one that you can't actually play now is called Wildstar. Wildstar was started by a bunch of ex-Blizzard employees who wanted to make a new MMO. 
you can still go online and find all of the cinematic trailers, and they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is you're on the, a planet called Nexus. You're competing like it's one of these planets with a lot of elder technology on it, and you you, you choose one of two factions, and each faction has. Uh, for races and then you have professions and classes and all this sort of stuff it was very much a sci-fi version of wow and i adored it and then it went free to play and strangely enough i stopped playing it and now i regret that because now i really really want to play it because it's got a great sense of humor to it but now the game has been canceled and carbine studios has been dismissed there is someone working on a private server but it's not quite working because they're having to you know re-engineer it okay Uh, i always wonder why someone like why the company that owns the rights to it doesn't throw it at a at a developer and say here's the game it's it's finished it's more or less bug free make it a single player open world experience go yeah it require a lot of tweaking but the game is there it's you know you just have to tweak it you don't have to build an engine or any of the assets they're there but i really dug this game and i flat out just wish it hadn't been canceled i'd love to jump back into it i mean and there are plenty of games like that you know they were a service they went away yep and they're never coming back. Though one of them, Battleforge, did recently come back, and we're actually going to do it. Oh, which right, is right, right. Yeah, it's an RTS slash collectible card game, and you'd actually buy digital packs of cards, and cards were units, and then you could improve. Like if you got, say, two level ones, you could combine them to create a level two, and now you could call this unit up at level two, and so forth and so on. Sure. The game went away, and someone slowly but surely rebuilt it, and EA eventually gave their blessing. Mm-hmm. So games like this can come back. But these guys have been working on Battleforge for seven years. Like, yeah. There's a lot of work when you don't have the resources of, you know, electronic arts. Sure. It's not a small project to restart something that is that massive. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure, like 95% sure that he did, but I might be misquoting him here, but I'm pretty sure I know somebody who is a GM for Wildstar. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this was, you know, it was a cool game. I, I never had, my issue was, was with it was that it wasn't as good as wow like Mm -hmm. you couldn't like in wow you could just walk from one uh, zone to another yeah here every zone was surrounded miraculously by really super high mountains (laughs) and you had to take a taxi between them griffin so it didn't have the wide open feeling but once you got into a zone they were super cool and there was tons of lore and you encountered this crazy ass thing called i think it was called the caretaker it was this crazy insane computer who was like a librarian who was like partially insane and it was inventive and it was fun to play. It was kooky looking, and um, when they t- when they made it free to play, I thought, "Oh, this is the end of the game." But it wasn't. It was just that it wasn't making as much money as other free to play games were making, and so they put a bullet in it. But now I wish I could go back and just squeeze every minute out of that game. Yeah. Um, and you know, and if they re-released it today as a single player game, I'd be all over it. Yep, I'm I'm right there with you on a bunch of different fronts. Like for me, that game, it, it again, this one, I could go back and play it on a bootleg private server, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. Is uh, Star Wars Galaxies? Oh did, yeah. Did you ever play Galaxies? I bought into that and I played one month, and then I got into the WoW beta. I was oh, blown away, yeah. and I never went back. That's fair. But I played a month. I played a month on Tatooine. Oh man, I I can remember. My my buddy actually it was he was a strange guy. I was in probably sixth, seventh, seventh grade, I think. Okay. Would have been in seventh grade when I got it, so that would have been like oh five ish, oh four, oh five. Um and he gave gave it to me as a Christmas gift one year. Oh, which yeah. was just absolutely wild. He was he was his base his money 
his family was so overrun with money that they could just throw it around and have no worries about it. Uh, my my folks weren't exactly thrilled about the fact that they had to pay recurring amounts of money for me to play a video game. Yeah, he but, gave you a job for Christmas. Yeah, but <laughs> I remember I made a uh, a healer character in that game, and there were different buildings in cities, and you you had different buildings for different professions. And as a healer, if you went to the hospital, your ability to heal people was increased. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I would sit there and heal people as they came in for tips, but there would always be another person who would sit in the corner and they had a high level skill. I think it was called tumble or something like that. They would just do this over and over again. And it would it would take a little bit of their health away, but they would use it to grind out skill points and the healers would use it to grind out their healing skills. And God's sakes. yeah, it was... It, it was this immense, massive game. I can distinctly remember once going to a planet called Dantooine and hopping on a speeder bike and just going riding around. And one of one of your mistakes is you go riding a little bit too far. And oh, there's a, I think they were just called Force Witches at the time, but later on in canon they'd be retconned into Dathomiri Night Sisters. And she just whips out a red lightsaber and slashes me in the face as I'm riding by on a on a speeder bike. And it just you're dead. And there's nothing that you could have done about that because you went off into the wrong place at the wrong yeah. time. Uh, I think I might have been like out prospecting for minerals or or something. But you could you could build player housing in that game. You could do this like tour of different historical yeah. landmarks from the Star Wars movies and wind up being able to create a Jedi character. And those were like mythical. Yeah, if you ever saw a Jedi in person in that game, holy shit, you were lucky because it took yeah. some work. And then they destroyed the game with the new game initiative or whatever it was called and just wiped everything out. I assume the private servers are before that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they completely... I mean, I think that you can still find ways to play it, but yeah. it's it's very, very difficult. I mean, heck, I even remember the first DLC that they had for that. It was called Jump to Lightspeed, where you could you know, get your own private starfighter. I remember that. Go, I remember that, yeah. You go fly around in an X-Wing, or actually, I think you everybody started off with like a Z-95 Headhunter, and yeah. then if you joined the Republic, you got... Uh, uh, an X-wing, and if you join the Empire, you get a Tie Fighter, uh-huh. or you could you could get multi-crew ships. You could get like a YT thirteen hundred transport ship and pretend it's the Millennium Falcon and go fly around with your friend in it. That's very cool. Oh that's man, very very cool. That, but you can't play just, it anymore. Can't play it anymore. And that's <laughs> yeah. just that's one of those experiences where you're just never going to get it back. But God, do I miss that? Well, God, I mean, I... go for it. You have the opportunity to jump back in, but uh, the question is, would you want to, right? No, and that's just it. Is It's not going to be the same. It's going to be depressing. I've seen screen captures of it, like, I think a couple of months ago. I was just like, what does it look like? It doesn't look great. The no. UI is pretty jank. <laughs> Someone put it perfectly. There's a difference between what a game actually looks like and what you remember it looking like. <laughs> Who was that person? <laughs> was that you? Yeah, I said that oh, a couple of okay. back. Well, there you go. So... So the next one on my on my hit list is a game that I could load up tomorrow or today, and that's Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh yeah, my favorite. It's my favorite of the Assassin's Creed games, and the reason I miss it is there's no new content for it. I ran out of things to do. I 98% of that game. The only stuff I didn't do were the uh, chariot races and the gladiatorial arena games, and you know I could go back and play the gladiator stuff, but it wasn't that good. And I hated the chariot stuff. Hated, hated, hated it. But I played every quest I could find. I explored every corner, every cave. I found every secret. I spent 
I must have spent five hours just in Alexandria, just wandering around. I spent an hour in the library, and there's nothing to do there. Um, <laughs> but the only thing I didn't do was all of the explorer stuff, because A, I have a degree in ancient and medieval history. None of this is new to me. Sure. But also because I'd seen all this in-game already. And if they added another, if they announced tomorrow they were adding another expansions to expansion or two to Origins, I would I'd go buy them right away and I'd be right back in there. Yeah. But I can't play it again. It's sort of like Mass Effect. We, you know, we talked about this. I'm never going to play it again because I've already played it. And I've got the story down and I'm good. And it's the same here. I can't just go load this game. I tried that with uh, actually when AC Origins originally came out, it was horribly broken on the PC. So I sort of shrugged and said, I'll come back in a few months. And I started playing Assassin's Creed 4, which I had completed back in the day. Right. And it was okay, but I didn't care about the story. Yeah. Because I, I knew the story. Sure. And so I found I got bored and stopped. And, and I don't ever want that to be the case with Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't ever want to go back in and go, eh, whatever, I did this. Oh, what's over that hill? Oh, yeah, I know. I've been here before. I've seen this. Like, I, I squeezed every bit of fun. I wrung it dry. I enjoyed my game thoroughly. I think I put in you know 90 hours into that game. I'm sure there are another 10 hours of stuff in there. But it would be crumbs. Mm -hmm. And so... I missed the game, but I would never, ever go back to it. I want it to be the perfect game in my mind. Yeah, that's um, And, you know, even when I went on to Odyssey, which I also, you know, I did a ton of it. I mean, you could never 100% that game unless you want to, like, you know, put 300 hours into it. But I still didn't <laughs> like it as much as Origins. Right. But I would, again, I'd never go back to Odyssey either. Like, this is the thing with Assassin's Creed games is that as much as I love the environment, I would never go back unless someone wanted to see, like, could you show me Ancient Alexandria? Okay, well, I can load up the game and yeah. we can go for a tour. Or you want to see Revolutionary Paris? Okay, I can install uh, Unity and we can take a look around or whatever. But I would never go back to play. But I miss it because it was such a good game. That's you fair. Know? I mean, it was, it's immaculate. It's this massive open world and it's so. I, I'm not sure of the exact historical accuracy, especially once you get to the giant mummies and all that nonsense in the sure. DLC. But, yeah. um, like it's it's something that you experienced and got yourself lost in yeah. for your 90 hours yeah and it is it, like you put it it's that perfect memory of it as yeah. as it being this absolute iconic gem yeah i mean i remember playing the uh curse of the pharaohs i think it was called it was the second mm -hmm. dlc where you have access to the valley of the kings which is where they started after they built the big monuments that's where they started burying their uh their dead uh yeah, they're dead pharaohs and you know that's where Tutankhamun and Nefertiti and a bunch of them are done and mm -hmm. I remember thinking I wanted to save like you deal with four pharaohs and one of them is Tutankhamun and I wanted to de deal with him last because he has a particular fascination for me okay. uh, going back to when I was a kid so I wanted to be last so I was in Nefertiti's tomb and I broke through a wall and I looked around and I went fuck I'm in Tut's tomb I came in early, son of a bitch. And I pulled out. And of course, it was too late. I'd already done it. But, right. you know, it, it was it was interesting to be able to go and do those things. And, and the memory of, you know, sneaking through these tombs and moving stuff around, it was the closest to a puzzle the game had. You know, or, or the first time I went into the, the Great Pyramid and found, you know, the crazy alien room or whatever it was, because whatever, right. it's Assassin's Creed. But it was so, or, you know, like I said, the first time I, when I came out of the desert at the beginning of the game and went into Alexandria thinking, okay, I'm going to save here. I don't want to go in and only spend five minutes. 
So I saved the game, and the next day, you know, the the next weekend, I loaded it up, and I spent the whole day in Alexandria, and I spent a full hour in um, in in the library of Alexandria, and you know, it's this immense experience that I got everything I was going to go out of it, and so I missed that. I missed that experience. Yeah. But the fourth game (laughs) is purely a matter of technology, total annihilation. The RTS. Right. I've moved beyond the interface. I need a more advanced RTS interface. And Total Annihilation is 90% there, but that 10% that isn't, and it's mostly about the the age of the game engine and things like that, I can't go back. Not after having played Chris Taylor's next game, which is Supreme Commander, which right. is like the spiritual successor. Sure. Um, Total Annihilation, I put in thousands of hours as an RTS. I put in thousands of hours to Supreme Commander. I can't go back to TA, even though in many ways it's a better game than Supreme Commander. Okay. But it's just, but I've tried. I have it on GOG and I have it on on uh, Steam, and it's just in its day it was a very innovative interface because it was the first RTS that let you queue up orders. And I just can't go back. I keep trying, but I yeah. can't go back. Uh, maybe I'll try again, but uh, <laughs> you know, keep trying, right? Keep trying. Yeah. But so it's, I, it's more just like the the visual nope, of it and just the clunkiness game. the UI clunkiness the UI. It's purely about the engine and the UI. The game looks fine. Yeah. The game looks fine. It's just that it's I have gotten used to expecting certain things from the interface that it simply does not do, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So I just have to go. Okay, move on. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know? it's it's a limitation. Like the game's done. You're unless you get into modding it yourself. There's probably not a huge modding scene for it. Oh no. Oh, there used to be way back when. Yeah. But, but people moved on yeah that's fair uh, and you know I'm okay with that and also it's the technology of the engine and the way the 3D engine behaves uh, it cheated it's top down but it's 3D so you have elevation oh, okay, uh, okay. It, it looks like Starcraft except elevation actually matters whereas in Starcraft it doesn't There's either you can either pass through the terrain or you can't right. and the not pass through could be a river or it could be a cliff face but yeah. it's still you can't go here right TA had actual elevation. Okay. So you were looking down on a on a photorealistic, genuinely so photorealistic topographical map. Okay. And that was the great innovation of the game. That's why it was so much better than StarCraft. They came out at the same time. It's just that the engine is a little wonky, it doesn't handle 3D quite as well. Right. Um, you know, maybe I'll go back to it at some point, but every time I try I go, oh, I can't. But I'll try it again. It was like straight on top down, it wasn't like straight three quarter on. view. It was not three-quarter view. It was straight on. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Whatever it was, it doesn't work as well as it should. Right. And, you know, but like all the other games, I got my fun out of it. I don't regret the time. I just, I can't go back. Yeah. So. That makes good sense. I mean, I think that I've got a, a similar one, especially to AC Origins with you. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Yeah. I, I own it, never played it. <laughs> man, I played through that game hard. I got into it late. I remember way back when I had tried playing The Witcher 1. Uh, when I say way back when, it was, you know, well after that game had had come yeah. out. It was in that drought between The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, and I tried playing it, and it was just... 
it just felt so clunky it felt like you know an early 2000s rpg and it just you know it's it's that feeling anybody who's played those games knows exactly what i'm talking about um and so eventually i just i said you know what witcher 3 has come out i love the the lore of the world and the the setting of the world i'm just going to play it and i did and i played it on my playstation 4 and i think i probably put in probably around 70 80 hours in it because i went through and i cleaned the map out of the main game I know, people, uh, I, I know people have done that three times. Yeah, I have some. I have a friend who hundred percented it three times. That's, that's wild. wild. Yeah, yep. like because I just I can't picture. I went to there's there's an island in the game called Skellige, which is not. I mean, it's sort of like Ireland slash Scotland, yeah. but put together. Anyways, and you go there. It's this little island surrounded by water, and there are hundreds of markers of sunken treasure that you can find and go swim down to and, and pick out of the water and i went and got every single freaking one of them <laughs> not for any any particular reason just because i wanted to i got all of the armor unlocked and all of it ranked up as high as it would go and the best weapons and all the potions unlocked i did absolutely everything in that game and then maybe about a year and a half ago i said oh you know what i'll, I'll boot it up and i'll play through it on steam and i got like 20 minutes in and said no no i've done all this i've done all this many many times over i did it when i was much more powerful i'm i'm good this is just going to live in my brain as a memory now are you the sort of guy who plays game plus yes actually we're going to be discussing that in uh in in our other one okay segment yeah um but yes i i do i love a new game plus cycle Mm -hmm. I yeah, do. for our, for our listeners who don't know what that is, and why wouldn't you? If you're, if you're not a gamer, why you listen to this podcast? It means you start <laughs> means you start the game from scratch, but with all the powers you finish the game with. So it's just everything's harder. But yeah. I tried that with a uh, Batman Arkham Origins, which I still maintain is the best of those games, and I just found I didn't care because I'd already done the story. That's fair. Um, I still got to do Arkham Knight. We're gonna have to do the Arkham games one of these days, but yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, I think. Over the last half hour, I mean, what we've sort of come down to is that missing a game, with very few exceptions, you know, Galaxies and Wildstar, it's not that we can't play them again. It's that we won't get the same thing out of them, and it would cheapen the experience to try. Yeah. It sort of seems what we've come down to here. I, I think so. You got to play the game, you got to enjoy it, and you have to accept that it's it's never going to be the same twice. You know, it's it's a relationship with a game, and that relationship's going to change over time and sometimes it's better to walk away yeah you know and say this is it this is i had this i enjoyed this and it's a memory and now i go and find something else yeah i i absolutely agree it's it's the art of learning how to let something die yeah personally i'm looking forward to alzheimer's so that i can go and play all (laughs) these games again for the first time so but uh okay no not really oh no i i get where you're coming from though it it would be there's so many games where i wish that i could delete every single memory that i've got of it and, and go again, play yeah. through it again but alas um, you can't but it yeah. does contribute to how much you enjoy the next game because yes. now you know a little better what you want and what you don't want yep. and so whereas a kid when we talked about this with zelda 2 i thought that was the most awesome game ever because i was a <laughs> dumbass 14 year old but you know now i know better you know that was mm-hmm. a learning experience for me so yeah uh, so I think there it is. There it is. 